podcast where we talk about all horror not just the vintage kind especially today because today me and brady i'm kyle i'm brady we are here talking about the newly released texas chainsaw massacre 2022 on netflix directed by david blue garcia and uh, we're just going to jump right into the shit talk about it um brady yeah Heard you got some strong feelings, so uh, why don't you tell me about them? Yeah, without giving too much away, you know, um, <clears throat> Texas Chainsaw is a big franchise to me. Uh, I watched the first one, the original. Oh, I think I was like 18 or 19, and I was babysitting my goddaughter, and I had just like put her to bed. She was like three or four at the time, and I was like dead tired, and so I put Texas Chainsaw on and was hooked, but I kept falling asleep just because I was so exhausted and I kept waking up to like the last 30 minutes where Sally is just screaming through the entire thing. And it terrified me because I was like out in the middle of the woods and like bumfuck Virginia. Um, so that one really resonated with me. And then I love the franchise. I mean, I think there's only really one movie that I don't enjoy and that's 2013. Um, but everything else, like I, I really, really like, so I was excited when they announced that they were going to be doing Texas chainsaw and that it was going to be like old man Leatherface. And then they moved it to Netflix. And I was like, I, I think like, well, we can talk about it later too, but I feel like streaming movies, like direct to streaming platforms is the way to go, especially like now and, and in the future. But it's got such a bad name to it right now because mostly bad movies just go straight to streaming services mm-hmm. and so it's like it doesn't give me much hope or inspire me that like people are going to watch these movies that being said uh initial thoughts you know i i feel like it was halloween 2018 but if they did everything wrong with halloween 2018 they did it in this movie so it's my initial thoughts what about you kyle what do you think watching it so i'm not a admittedly i'm not a big like texas chainsaw massacre guy i don't have some big attachment to this series um of movies i the the franchise itself like i like one enough you know uh two i didn't see up until maybe like a couple years ago um i just i got the gist of it i understood what it was i finally watched it i'm like okay i get it but it's I don't like to me. I and I've seen maybe oh the remake. I do like the remake a lot. Uh, uh, Jessica Biel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would let her spit right on me, like no problem. Um, so <laughs> oh I, I like I like the remake. Um, and I saw I think the beginning maybe one of them's on Netflix, and I saw that one. I, I think it's the beginning with uh, Jordana um, Brewster. I have no idea. They're in like yeah, yeah. a slaughterhouse and yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that one was like not good. Um, so, but overall, this series to me doesn't, it, I, I don't have a big attachment. I'm not a big fanboy of it. Um, I, th- I do kind of hate that it often gets overlooked when people talk about slashers, like, 
they obviously they consider Leatherface part of like the whole, you know, the um, Mount Olympus of slashers. But whenever people talk about slashers and where they originated, they always go like uh, Halloween or sometimes even Black Christmas, which, but nobody ever says like, you, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out the same year as uh, Black Christmas. Yeah. But so, you know, I, I, I recognize it as one of the first slashers. Um, but that being said, I heard a lot of bad things about this movie. Um, it was out for, I don't know, a whole weekend before I saw it. And a lot of people were posting a lot of bad shit about it. Well, I, I saw both sides, but I saw some people who hated it, fucking hated this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to say it's not as bad as I heard to me. Like, but again, I don't have a big attachment to it. There's yeah. potholes, all that stuff. Um, there is some wonky writing, <laughs> but it, to me, it doesn't, it, I don't care. Like I agree. I think eventually everything's going to go straight to streaming. I think malignant kind of was the best thing to do that so far mm-hmm. out of anything I can think of off the top of my head. Cause I didn't write anything down related to that, but um, so I think this is going to be up there for me as another like um, good in, instead of bad. Yeah. I think when I think of Texas chainsaw, I don't really think slasher, and I was talking about this to somebody over the weekend, but it's more of like a like a home invasion movie and like a, a like survival movie too. So like Sally and her group of friends are trying to survive, but also like when you boil it down, like Leatherface and the Sawyer family, they're all basically just like defending their home. And you can say it's for the political message they wanted to have of like the recession, and or you can say it's because these fucking teenagers are walking up on their their lawn and trying to get into their business, like. I don't know. I think that's why I always looked at it differently. And when people are like, oh, it's not a great slasher. I'm like, yeah, because it's not a slasher. And like, I, I don't think it ever intended to be that way. Maybe later on down the road with all the fucking remakes they did, they tried to make it a slasher and focus just on Leatherface, which I think is what really fell apart in this movie for me, because like the the scariest part about this story isn't just Leatherface and his getup. That's terrifying, but it was the whole family was in on it. So, like, I think 2003's remake with Jessica Biel did it the best because it shows that, like, no matter where this group of kids went to, they were all being led right back to the slaughter. They went to the sheriff, and the sheriff, Arlie Ermey, was bad. And, and everybody in the town is just, like, either not talking to them or setting them on the path to go up and get slaughtered. So, I, I think that's what was really scary, but when you make Leatherface like the singular enemy or villain, it, it there's not a lot that can be done that's going to help that legend. So that's yeah, kind of how I went into it. Yeah, I agree. I, it did feel a lot like uh, Halloween 2018 in that sense, yeah. how um, they were kind of trying to bring back the old man slasher of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I agree. The first Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't really a slasher um because that wasn't really a thing that that formula wasn't there. There's not blood in it. You don't really see anything. Um, but yeah, th- this I, I I see what you mean. Now that you mention it, I I didn't really think about that at all. How um, I so I what I will say is that mechanic guy. I forget his name off Richter. the top of my head. Yeah, 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 Richter. I thought that he when he stole the keys, I thought he was going to be in on it, and I thought he was going to be family somehow related. Yeah, uh, yeah because yeah. I did think like. In these movies, there's usually a family aspect where, like, the family all kind of like 
does this to fuck this, like to fuck whoever the victims are, you know? Yeah. Um, and even the guy in the shop that worked at the store, I thought he was going to be in it on it too. Mm. Um, and then and just none of that happened. So now that you mention it, none of that did happen. And that kind of like a little odd for yeah. a Texas Chainsaw movie, but um, it was like a subtle nod that they tried to do. Like, I'm sure they went through and they're like, yeah, we're going to make audiences think that like he's in on it. And then it just it fell flat. But I mean, if you want real quick characters, I mean, like I liked what they did with Richter. It kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of what they did with um, uh, Rob in the final chapter where they kind of built him up like, oh, he could be like, I thought they were going to have him be like this guy who started off on opposite ends with these kids and then ends up coming back and like saving them. And then they totally just like killed him off <laughs> in like the first half an hour. And it was a great kill. And I think it worked well for the movie, but I like how they kind of subverted the expectation there. Yeah. Him as a character. Um, I enjoyed him a lot. So I just want to talk about this too. Um, a lot of things that I've heard about this is that, this movie includes a lot of woke culture, mm-hmm. woke quote unquote. Um, I, I saw it, but I don't think it was shove it in your face. Like a lot of newer movies are. I think they kind of just put it in there. Like um, almost to like not go against woke culture, but kind of sort of like, and I think that Richter's character was great in like the fucking hillbilly kind of guy, redneck guy with a gun that you know these liberal kids don't like and then he yeah, winds yeah. up actually being a great guy and you know kind of going against their expect- expectations of him well um, i like that a lot about him he was a great guy except for the fact that he took their keys and but that's just one of those <laughs> plot hole things you know yeah like and the thing is he was a great guy because he was right was he though they didn't own that house just because she had a deed in a lockbox doesn't mean that she, that's the end-all be-all deed she could have been yeah. saving that fucking shit, and they had a copy from the bank sent over. That's but the other Don- thing I didn't get. It's like, come on, man. But Dante didn't have one, you know? Um, Dante didn't either have way, one, yeah. Either way, my guy Richter, he was ready to... I, I, to me, like, that's one of the plot holes, though. Like, why would this random guy who's literally just hired to, like, help give this place a quote-unquote facelift, why would he step in and be like, hey, that's her house, like, and until you prove it otherwise, you're not leaving. Like, and, that- Yeah, but also what I didn't get about that, too, was like, you're trying to tell me that this fucking town still like hangs on to this series of murders 50 years later. Like I'll give you, and, and that's like the difference between this and like Michael Myers and Halloween is like Halloween makes sense because he, he ripped through this town. He had killed his sister, returned to the town and then killed. This one is just like four grisly murders back in 1974. And now there's chainsaws all, all over the gas station. Like, well, you got to think in the age of the internet, people are going to do whatever they can to make some money, especially off urban legends. That town wasn't was making saying. fucking money. <laughs> so they well, weren't doing anything. So I don't think the thing is like, it's, it's not really the town where it took place, right? Harlow was. Yeah. Oh, it was Harlow. Oh, I, yeah. never, I, I never knew that. Honestly, like, um, I thought so. I, it could, you could be correct. Again, I'm not a big Texas chainsaw guy, so I don't know these kind of facts off the top of my head. I just thought it didn't, to me, in the original one, it looked like very, very rural. And then here it just looked like there's a small town. And I guess there's some outskirts, farms, and stuff. But like, yeah, I never put that together that, that, that the first one was supposed to take place in Harlow. Never at all. So you like Richter. 
outside of Richter, is there anybody else in the cast characters that you liked? Um, surprisingly, I liked Lila. I did too. Yeah, I thought um, she was good. Yeah, as so, what kind of bugs me is well, that's a like a woke thing, I guess. In it is like her character. I'm just gonna say her. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that she identifies as female, but she comes off as very like androgynous. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I get um, what you're saying. Like she's not like she is a female, but goes for like the non-binary kind of look. And not that that bothered me. Um, Cause like, I guess that's what people thought. Like that's one of the aspects where people thought like, Hey, this is going a little woke, but like when people talk about making movies inclusive, I hate when it's very forced, but her character wasn't forced. It's not like she's like saying to people like, Hey, I'm non-binary or don't refer to me as a woman or like, I cut my hair like this because I don't like being a girl like that. It was just the way she looked like, and, and that's fine with me, you know, like, yep. so, um, but I liked her character. I, I mean, she made some questionable decisions too. I think everyone did in this movie. It's very poor writing, but her as a character, I liked her a lot. I think that her depth was pretty good. The only thing I didn't like is how they kept flashing back to the shooting. Like, yeah, we get it, dude. She was in a school shooting and she got shot. Like I get well, it. Yeah. I think, and that's not so much of a, a her fault thing. Again, it's the shitty writing for this, but I, there's so many movies that try at this wokeness that don't get it right. And it's like, they had the potential to do something. And I know where they were trying to go because they said, okay, she's been in a school shooting. She can barely hold this unloaded gun with Richter. And then by the end of the movie, she's able to use the gun. That's great. The way they did it was choppy, disjointed. It didn't have any sort of impact. It wasn't effective. It almost looked like they were just like showing it because they were like, uh, what's like a cultural, like current event that always happens? Cool, school shooting. Right. So we're going to put this in because that hasn't been done in a horror movie before. And it, it just seemed like it was like what Halloween 2018 did or Halloween Kills did with the uh, mental patient. Yeah. It, it was just like, why did I just have to have this whole plot line? Like, you could have taken that out and it would have been fine. You could have still had her be scared of guns. Like people don't have to be in a school shooting to be scared of guns. Like that's just, right. you don't, some people just aren't raised around them. Some people are uncomfortable with them, especially with a stranger you've never met who has this loaded AR-15. Anyways. So I, I, I did mean, like she, her though. They did do that a lot though. Not just like with the school shooting, but I think they, you know, put in like the protests, like on Instagram kind of thing, like real quick, they flash, they show like mm-hmm. pictures of a protest and like that kind of stuff. And man, like I, I, I don't think that by just throwing that, I think it's, kind of cheap that they throw that in there just to be like hey like we're acknowledging that this happened but like also not having it actually play out like this isn't the this isn't the real fucking world like that so why do it um that's the only thing i don't understand like i don't think it was like going woke i think they just flashed these like current events and to make things relevant but it had no payoff like you said there's no payoff for any of that stuff yeah, no, I agree. Um, and but, but again, I don't think that was a fault of her character. Right. Poor writing decision. And I'm sure, I mean, throughout this movie, there it's such a short runtime. But somebody pointed out it's the same runtime as the original movie. It just the this one felt like it was much shorter, and I think it's just because of the editing. And it's like every scene you're like, they definitely cut a chunk out of this and it sucked. Yeah, I, I would say that. The original probably lingers more. I think a lot of movies are afraid to do that now. Um, yeah. I like when movies breathe. That's why I, I tend to go towards older horror movies. But mm-hmm. um, what did you think of um, Mel, Dante, Ruth, all the other influencers oh, that were man. there? Mel, I you know I think you're supposed to think she's a cunt, 
Like, mm-hmm. and I felt that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like she came off very cunty and I think she's supposed to be like the liberal progressive, like that, you're, that, you, that liberal people might, you know, identify as or with, but like, I, I like how, it, like, I don't know. She, in the end, she didn't bother me as much as she did in the beginning, in the very beginning when like, she's like talking about the gun, I'm like, come on, man. Like, is this what we're doing with the movie? And then it kind of like, I, you understand why because mm-hmm. her sister was in school shooting you're like okay that makes more sense um but she was very cunty until the yeah. end when she actually like st- stood up and helped her sister um i think parts with her have the most suspense uh, and like give you the most anxiety so i i like parts with her in the movie but her as a character overall i, I didn't particularly enjoy yeah um i am um, i think that she was like did a good job by making you hate her because I yes. just could not stand her. And I feel like, and this goes with all the characters, It's if you're going to make a movie where you're going to set up these characters just to be killed off, so you want us to hate them, you want us to root for the killer opposed to the survivors and the victims, I get that, sure. But then you pull punches. You try to like make them seem more relatable or you try to say oh well this person now they feel bad so they're not just a horrible person so you should feel bad so like when she finds the deed and she's like oh my god we killed this woman we kicked her out of her house i'm like that wouldn't that's unrealistic to me like your character has been set up to be this person that we all hate and now all of a sudden because of this arbitrary thing that really like i said doesn't mean anything you're gonna be like we have to leave now i've i've tried to make this my career but we have to get out now i'm not having a good feeling it's like, come on, dude. Like, I, I just, and then, like, they forced the sister relationship, and that didn't make sense because it's like the first conversation they have with each other really is like, well, you can't protect yourself on your own, so I have to protect you. And it's like, where the fuck does all this come from? Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and I think that's, I think that's, um, one of those things where, say, like in Star Wars episode three, they, they try to, put in backstory by talking more than showing anything or just letting it happen naturally. Like in episode three, it's a big thing that I hate. It irks me. And I've heard other people complain where Obi-Wan and Anakin are in like a elevator and they're just like, Oh, remember that one time I saved you? Oh yeah. You owe me. And it's like, yeah. you're just building backstory by just saying shit. And like, it doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah. So um, that's, that's how I felt that was. Uh, but I, you know, I, you're right about the trying to feel like you're supposed to kind of like sympathize with her and then feel bad. Like, like with her, like, Oh my God, she was wrong. And she's learning the error of her ways. Cause like she, they just fucked that lady. And now she's dead because they pulled her out of her house and kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And like to me, th- like, I don't care <laughs> either way. You should have been acting like an asshole like that in the beginning. And I get it. Dante was more of an asshole than she was, but like I more am in line with Dante. Cause from the beginning, he's just like, listen, like you're not supposed to be here. Fuck off. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He at least commits so, to it. There's no like back yes. and forth. It's like yeah. fake and plastic, but yeah. whatever. I'm sure he regretted it in the end, but <laughs> I'm sure they all did. Um, yeah, and I mean, outside of that, character-wise, I mean, Dante's fine. Ruth is his girlfriend, fiance's name, and I mean, white girl, <laughs> white girl. What is he? Um, it, it, I had subtitles on, and it said Dante's partner. And I was like, oh, oh is that? I was like, did they not even give her a name? And then I had to look up on IMDb and I was like, okay, it's Ruth. Um, I like Ruth for the fact that her kill scene, like that whole sequence, 
I guess, of the first kill scene of the movie is just so incredible to me. Like when he breaks that fucking cop's arm mm-hmm. and stabs him with his own shattered bones, I was like, holy shit, this is great. <laughs> and then they crashed the bus and I was like, okay, I'm on board. And then you kind of leave for a little bit and then you come back and he's just like sawing off the face and he even cut ear holes to like put it over his ears. It was great. I thought that was so suspenseful. And then when she's trying to climb across the seat and looks back at Leatherface staring in the mirror, that's when I lost it because he just, it wasn't a scary mask to me. It looks yeah. stupid. And I get that they're saying, okay, he's old man Leatherface now. This mask is like not going to be the same as the others. And they tried to ground it a little more because although I do like the 2003 remake with Jessica Biel, I thought the mask was way too sculpted and I thought it didn't look like he just cut someone's face off. And so they tried to bring it, bring it back to like reality here. It just, it looked goofy. It didn't look terrifying to me. Uh, I don't know how you felt about it. Um, This mask or um, the mask, the kill scene. So I don't care about the mask, honestly, at all. Uh, my my one gripe, I guess I'll just say it now, is how the fuck did that mask stay on all the time? Like, when he falls in the water, dude, I fucking tie swimming trunks around my fucking body. And if I fall in the water, they come off. Like, I use rope. This guy just places it over his face, like, drapes it over his face. He probably Sorry. had some, like, Gorilla Glue or he, like, the, the blood. No, like, no, no. I saw in the field. He just draped it over and then he, he falls in the water it. comes out and it's just on there i'm like he, how how he put it up in the sun it kind of got it dry and gooey and then it put it right on his face it's oh, like, okay, uh, gotcha. yeah he like rolled it on it's like a like a roll-on tattoo yeah um so that ruth scene a lot of tension i did enjoy it um i think i love how it went from zero to 100 where he just again like you said breaks the fucking cop's arm stabs him with his own like wrist i was like this is pretty good yeah, I see why people keep saying the gore is awesome. I get it. Um, but I just don't understand why Ruth would ever go with that fucking old lady that she doesn't know or have any attachment to. Why do you need I, to yeah. go to the hospital with her when you, there's two officers and her son with her? Yep. You don't need it's, to go uh, at all. It's the same thing, I guess, as, uh, you know, why did Laurie Strode drop the knife in Halloween, right? You got to keep the story going somehow. But they could have just had her die, him kill the cops, and then come back. He, he could have literally just killed the cops, like, took the fucking van and went back. Like, yeah. Because that's another thing. How the fuck did he get back there so quick? He's just walked. Oh, okay. Um, so that was good. Um, and then as far as other kills, I liked the Richter kill where he smashes the fuck out of his leg. What I love about that is Richter's, like, obviously, like, fuck, this sucks. But then he's <laughs> like, you know what? I ain't giving up. And yeah. then Leatherface says, yeah, you're going to. No, you're going down. And I do yeah. like how the kill with the hammer to the head repeatedly won was super, super gory. I think it was gorier by far than the Ruth kill and the cop kill. Oh, and it's sure. also a call out to the original where the first kill of that movie is when he hits the dude over the head with the hammer, which is also terrifying. And there's another callback when he like uh, is hitting Dante with a um, like butcher's knife mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck meat cleaver yeah it's like the 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 door it's in the same exact framing where like the door instead of sliding shut it like swivel it's going what the fuck are those kind of doors called um i forget but it goes you know it closes and you're like door yeah yeah and you're like oh i see what they're doing but then i like how he because i you know you think dante's dead and then he comes walking back out yeah before he falls uh, like that i the only thing i wanted from the dante kill was like I, I thought it was cool and I liked that shot because that shot, like you said, was very Texas Chainsaw Massacre to me. Like when I saw that, I said, okay, cool. Like this, they can't do the sliding door. Like this isn't his house technically. Um, 
but I was like, if you're have a if you have a character alone in the room with Leatherface, and all he does is slice your face, like I wanted more. I guess, like I felt like that was the scene that they were like, we can really turn this up a notch, and like you're in a fucking kitchen. Like, what is he going to use to kill you? You know. Yeah. So I felt like they kind of pulled a punch there. I get that they had to have Dante go out and see Richter. Um, did you see that coming? Like, did you notice that the meat cleaver was missing? Um, not the first time. Not the first oh. time I watched it. The second time I watched it, I was paying more attention to it. And I was like, oh, shit. It's like um, when I watched it the first time and they're trying to get the Confederate flag out of the window. Mm-hmm. And Dante walks up in the room and in the shadows, you see old man Leatherface sitting on like the chair made of bones. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, when he like goes up and they just show like his back like opening the window, like very faintly in the shadow of the room, you see Leatherface sitting there on like oh, a bunch of bones. That. And then when it cuts back to Dante and cuts back, he's gone. Yeah. Um but no, I, I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting that kill to happen when it did. Um like I said, I, I wanted more. It was fine because of the imagery we got, but I, I wanted more gore from it. And I agree. I do want to say though before we get into the bus kill yes i appreciate the gore and so i don't want that to get lost in this but like leatherface bubba whatever you want to call him like he is not a smart person he is never supposed to be in these movies like in the original movie he suffers from a mental disability and is you can argue taken advantage of by his family if that's the right you want to go with it but like there was nothing calculated or conniving about what he did in the original film. His family literally said, go get her, go get them. They abused him. This one, they make him like Michael Myers. They make him like, especially towards the end where he like leaves the chainsaw where Mel goes or Lila goes to find it. And she's like, Oh fuck. He tricked me. I'm like, how would he trick you? That's not like his shtick. His shtick is he just like, constantly keeps coming 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 and is like frantically running around with this chainsaw but like you're making him like being able to throw a hammer uh, down the stairs and hit mel into the floorboards and like i just i didn't like it and it's it's completely the opposite of what leatherface is and yeah in the vein that you say he's kind of like michael myers um i felt that especially when he walks away from sally um, upstairs oh my god when he just walks away I, I know we'll get into all the sally stuff but when he just walks away from her that's very michael myers-esque like well i have no, like you have nothing to do with what i need so i'm i'm walking away from you like you and that know? whole that whole scene too was just like halloween 2018 where um uh officer hawkins is up in the room after what's her name gets killed your favorite mm-hmm. virginia um virginia gardner yeah um, virginia gardner vicky <laughs> Vicky, when she gets killed and he like shoots misses and just like follows him that's like what sally was doing <laughs> i will say though one of the craziest parts is when sally comes back out and shoots him and she just like starts screaming, screaming she's like it's yeah. like oh my god what is going on here um yeah, I, I i was very confused by her in this movie um well the first thing is like it's not marilyn burns and obviously it can't be because she's dead but like that really sucked. And I was talking to Jeremy about it. And he was also like, uh, he would have been more pissed off if Marilyn Burns was still alive and they had brought her back to do her character dirty like this, because you literally like, why did you need to bring her? You didn't, she did not need to be in this movie at all. Mm -hmm. 
and you've committed your life 50 years now. You were a Texas Ranger. You tried to track him down, but you couldn't find him in a fucking orphanage. And now when you have your chance, you fucking sit, let him sit there on the bed and you don't shoot him. And you're like, yep. you list all the names and <laughs> Mike Vanderbilt from Halloween is, do you follow him on Twitter? I do, but Did you I don't see, oh, look at Twitter often. He made a meme yesterday that was like, when Sally's going through the names and she's like, oh, well, maybe not Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was great, but I just, I don't know, man. Like, I just, why would you do that? Like, why go through the trouble of building a legacy character, bringing her back and then having her do absolutely nothing, make the dumbest decisions in the entire movie and then just get killed? Ask Halloween kills, man. They did the same shit. I mean, Lori was already back in the one before that, but she did absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, like it's why I don't know. And I think it's just to be like, uh, it's a continuity thing, you know, like, and how Halloween 2018 wanted to be like, look, like Lori's still very, it's still very relevant to her. And, um, you know, it's something she still thinks about on the daily. I think it's supposed to be like Sally still thinks about Leatherface on the daily. Yeah. And I was reading a bunch of like comments that say that a lot was cut from that scene, but originally it was supposed to have the confrontation where she's like, I need you to remember me. And he's like, I don't fucking know who you are and just walks away. And like, she has an actual like breakdown there in the room. And I think Mm. that that would have been better than what we got because all we got was her sitting there like, Oh fuck. Was this filmed? Because if it's on a streaming platform, why not just put it out? Like, just make the movie an hour and 21 minutes. Just fucking make the movie like three hours. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I if people are going to watch a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, they're going to watch three hours of it. doesn't matter how long oh, it is. Oh, I definitely would. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I I just think that they completely fucked up the Sally Hardesty line. And maybe they yeah. thought, hey, they wanted to do the complete opposite of Lori and say, we don't want to keep dragging her through all these movies. So we're just going to kill her off and like get you more invested. But it, it just fell completely flat. But then yeah. we get the bus scene. And it's completely the opposite of the type of kills that Leatherface usually goes for. But I still loved it. Especially yeah. when the dude's like, try anything and you're canceled, bro. Do you think that that's better or worse than... Did you ever watch the 2013 one with Alexandria Daddario? No. And she's like, there's a scene where she throws up the shotgun to Leatherface to get him to kill some other villain. And is like, do your thing, cuz. Because they're cousins. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's I think worse? I saw someone say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I I didn't mind the like you you get canceled thing. I think that that's I think that there's a lot of things that like like I said that are like woke related, but I think it's more mocking woke woke culture in this, honestly. And I think that's one of those things. It's kind of like a ha ha, yeah, like you can't cancel Leatherface. We all get it. Ha ha. <laughs> and then he just like destroys everyone. Yeah. That's I true. thought it, I I didn't like how they kept going back to like the Instagram live or whatever it was and like showing all the comments. I thought that was a little. Did you uh, did you see that the director though had a comment on the Instagram live? Oh no, David Blue Garcia. It's like his Instagram handle, and uh-huh. his comment was like, "Who hired this clown?" Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I did like the whole bus scene though. Uh, I I loved how over the top it was. Um, and at this point in the series, like. I mean, even by two, they didn't take it very seriously, you know, so you can't start trying to, I mean, you could try to take it seriously again, but with everything that's happening in this movie, it's best to just go towards that fucking whimsical over the top, 
shit. Um, overdo yeah. the kills. Make them as fucking brutal and crazy and violent. And I, I don't mind it at yeah. all. Well, Toby Hooper um, even like is on record saying that he thinks that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like borderline comedy. And like you can kind of see parts of it, I guess, like towards the end, like it's very dark, dark comedy. Uh, and this then one or the first one? Uh, the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. you get the second one, like 10 years later, which is like Toby Hooper coked out of his mind, drinking <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper or whatever he was drinking back then. Dude, and... The fucking poster is The Breakfast Club, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. So... so like, you know that, that he went straight like comedy route. And so like, I'm fine with there being aspects of comedy in it. And I will say that like when that influencer said that line, it was more believable I was like, all right, this dude, like the little bit we've seen of him already is like, he's a tool. So like, that would be something that like a dude bro would say on a party yeah. bus. Um, and then I thought it was great blood outside of the Instagram live thing. Yeah. Could have done without that. But I do love all the blood that was in it. The gore. I love the intestine sliding. Um, I like the blood seeping into the bathroom where Mel and Lila are hiding. So thought it was good. Nobody tried to get out a window before fucking um, Catherine. I don't understand. Right, exactly. No, and there's 80 of them. Just fucking jump on the guy. He can't swing the chainsaw. That Like, the bus is only so big. Just fucking crowd him. Exactly. Um, but thought it was a good scene. It was, like, if you want just a movie filled with gore, I think people will like it. Like, especially yeah. this scene. Like, that's what people were watching this for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And then, I mean, the ending. What would you think of that? I will let you go first. I was going to say something, but I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I like the very, very end. Like the last scene where like Not the surprised. end credit scene. No, no, no. The, before that. Yeah. Like, like the before the credits, like yep. when you're supposed to be surprised. Yep. Um, I kind of figured that was going to happen because he didn't do his old fucking spin, swinging the chainsaw thing. I said, the that has to dance. happen in this movie. <laughs> it has to. And when it didn't, I said, this can't be over. And I know that. Um, I did think it was funny how they were on... Um, uh, auto drive or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, yeah, and the self-driving like, car. Yeah, and he just pulls her out, cuts her fucking head off, and her sister's sitting there like, "Fuck!" Yeah. Like, but you could just hit the brakes. I don't know why. Um, I would, but yeah, no, me neither. I'd be like, "Yeah, like you know what?" You're kind of a cunt to me. Yeah. I, well, no, I was gonna say I'm <laughs> counting my blessings and I'm out of here. Yeah, I'd be like, "I'm not gonna man. do now." <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was definitely I like. surprised with the scene. Um, yes. Like you, though, I knew something had to happen. I just didn't know what was gonna happen. Um, and then when he just like yanks her out of that fucking car, I was like, holy fuck, they went for it. And then he just yeah. slices her head off. That was great. And great cutscene. Um, that chainsaw, I just want to say, it cuts through fucking anything like butter. Like, and I don't understand. When he's cutting the fucking, like, the floorboards in the house, chainsaws mm. don't just go that f- quick through everything. And the metal pipe. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's probably like aluminum. That could be. I don't know. But that's um, the poo on her. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's not aluminum because you're right. There's like sewage. Um, yeah. Can we just go through the run through some plot holes real quick? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, uh, we already went, talked about how Ruth went with the old lady. Don't understand that. Right. Obviously, the biggest fucking one here that everyone keeps talking about. How is that chainsaw still working? Right. Like it's Stuck been in sitting in a wall. Yeah. Plaster walls. And it's just been filled I with gas put, this whole time. That shit would be fucking so old and gunked up. That would never work. Um. But I mean, you know, that's just one of those things you're watching a movie. You kind of just got to go with it. The this, right. uh, suspension of disbelief. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, we talked about how Richter cared about whether that's that lady's house or not. Um, I just have a list of some. Um, yeah, when, Sally, when Sally pulls up, um, why did Sa- uh, Leatherface just go to his room instead of like? He was like, like, "Oh no, I'm in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I don't remember her, but I know who I'm in trouble. Do they call him Leatherface in the town after like the legend of him, or did she? Because she's like, "Oh, Leatherface." Like, I didn't see anything else before this point, like in the gas station that would have said Leatherface. Yeah. So I think it's just like what she called. I mean, she was the only one to see him. So. Yeah, that's to me that's weird. Yeah, because it's like oh, out of the movie. You know who Leatherface is, so do we, because we're watching the movie. I get you. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, besides that, I guess that's pretty much everything. We talked about how she didn't shoot him, um, what kept the face on him. And uh, yeah, that's all I really got to say. Yeah, I think that covers pretty much all the plot holes for me, except for the main issue is like, for me was, okay, Halloween 2018 did a really good job of retconning and still giving you a believable backstory for Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. They still kept him in Smith's Grove, right? He's there for 40 years. Laurie knows where he is. He gets out and just goes on a killing rampage. This one tried to do that, but then said, hmm, we're just going to put him in this orphanage that this woman runs and then she puts his chainsaw in the wall because she doesn't want him to like give over to his dark passenger. There's a Dexter reference for you. And he just lives there. And But then like in the original movie, he's an adult, right? Mm-hmm. So at this point, he's yeah. supposed to be 70. So this just old man has been living with her and nobody thinks anything. I think he's just helping run the place. I don't think he was doing anything. He was sitting in a chair of bones. But anyways, well, I, this I is just, also after any kids are there, you know, I, how, how long has the orphanage been empty? You know, like, yeah, I don't, I don't anyway, but it's whatever. And also the thing when, when movies attempt to show like Gen Z's, Gen Xers, whatever, like I don't need them to all be influencers. I get right. that. That's a big thing. It's an easy thing. I don't need that for the story. I don't need you to say, oh, I'm a an, an, uh, social media influencer to see like, okay, it's 2022 pull out a fucking iPhone. Like that's all I need you to do to give it well, some sort of context. I think that's why I like Lila so much because she was the only one that wasn't like that. Yeah, when it's it's just simple nods to like current trends with Lila, like with Lila's character. I'm like, cool, I can deal with that. But then everybody has to be a fucking influencer. It's like the same issue I had with the Candyman remake that I was super excited for. It's like you make these people like artsy influencers and these galleries and like they're so unlikable. And it's like I hate everybody around me. I hate people my age, but not everybody is bad. So, like, you can make some of these characters likable. It's not an issue. But I digress. That's about it I have for plot points. What, uh, so, do you want to do, like, a ranking? Do yeah, sure. To, so, like, one out of five? Oh, um, okay. So, mine, is that what you're or giving one, it? I'm sorry. I meant, like, oh, out one, of five. One oh, through out five. Of five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, were you giving it a one? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put two and a half very middle of the road like i didn't hate it honestly i I know and i know that's kind of low two and a half out of five but that is just the middle i don't hate it at all Hmm. um i know right now it stands out of five out of ten on imdb (laughs) literally middle of the road yeah yeah, yeah. um it's not something i want to watch all the time maybe i'll watch it again in my life i don't know but i didn't hate it at all so okay and then favorite kill was um 
Oh, I don't know. Honestly, um, maybe the cop, the first kill, I guess. Yeah, with the bones. Yeah. Um, I liked Richter and all that. Um, but I, I think that I like the cop because it was just like, okay, here we go. And I, and I like that, how it just ramped up very quick. Um, the same. Yeah. Um, for me, this movie... I just, uh, I man, it's like I would rather watch Halloween Kills over and over than have to watch this movie again. Wow, really? Like, for me, this movie is like trash. I think that it failed to do anything positive for Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise as a whole. It didn't reinvent the lore. It didn't keep pushing it forward like they thought they were doing. And like it takes a lot of balls as a director or a writer to say all those sequels that you grew up with, that you love, that you like, those are all trash now. And I'm going to be the end all be all and like redo it. And then you put out a shitty movie like this. I think like this one is like a lot of people hate the 2013 one with Alexandria Daddario. Uh, and I think that one sucks too, but I would put this one way below it. And I know wow. it's awful to say, but it's this movie is just like, there's so much potential in it that it could have been good. And it just wasn't. And it seems like the writers, directors, whatever. And I and I get it had some issues where like the original director got pulled um, halfway through production, and they had to bring David Blue Garcia in there. And it's not easy to take over for somebody, especially with COVID and whatnot. And but I just it it almost seems like they knew that this was not going to be a great film, and they knew that it would just get attention because it was. Texas Chainsaw intellectual yeah. property. And they were like, all right, this slim runtime is going to help it a lot. And it didn't. So if you care about gore and body count, I'm sure you can find things to like in it. It's much, I, I think it suffers from the same thing. I'm going to keep going on here that Rob Zombie's Halloween did. Like Rob Zombie's Halloween, I personally like as a slasher. I don't like it as a Halloween movie. And I think mm -hmm. it's the same thing for this one. Like you could have had a killer in Texas that uses a chainsaw in some points, but it doesn't have to be Leatherface. And you could have made a decent movie, a decent 70 minute movie. And it's just, they, they didn't do it. They, they did a disservice to the, the franchise and I'm sure they're going to get enough money to do another one. And I am not looking forward to that. So one, out of, one out of five. Is, oh, wow. So you are giving it a one out of five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the problem with that is I, I get what you're saying. Um, but here's the thing. If they did that, Nobody would watch it. The only reason people are watching is because it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I know that's what you're saying, but there's yeah, video yeah. games. Like, I think that about so many things. Um, Rob Zombie's Halloween, I almost understood because it was a remake. This isn't like a remake, though. This is like a sequel. And I don't, it's, I, I don't understand. But it's just like things like, like Legend of Zelda games. People are like, oh my God, it's a masterpiece. 10 out of 10, beautiful. Like all the new ones. And it's like, would you care about it if it wasn't called Legend of Zelda now? And it, yeah. it's just like that with any intellectual property that they keep fucking reusing over and over and over and they just beat to death. I don't, you know, and, but I will say at the end, last thing I'll say before we wrap up, at the end, I did think I don't understand the purpose. Like, I don't know why they did this. If you're not going to add something, why make it? I did think that, but I don't hate it, the movie. That's the thing. I get it. Um, and I thought, so I did think the end credit scene was great where it's like, him getting back to the Sawyer family home. I, I thought that was good. But like I said, it's just setting it up to make another one. And like, I don't yeah. want them to make another one if they're going to continue yeah. making it along this storyline. Right. If he's old man Leatherface, kill him off. Yeah. Like how much money are they actually making when it's just on streaming? That's what I want to know. Because yeah. 
uh, that's the only reason you could you would make this right because unless you also have somebody who's like but if you said the director got replaced which i didn't know mm-hmm. um that's also kind of like well he didn't step into this with the idea of like hey i want to i want to be part of this franchise and i want to be part of the legacy they were just it had to have been a money grab so i don't understand why you know like what how much money are you actually making on streaming services yep i mean i get it man but we got it, and it's uh, on Netflix. For anybody who wants to watch it, you can watch it again and again and again. Personally, the 2003 remake is on there too, so you might as well just watch that instead. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad. I will say as we go, even though this movie sucked, I'm glad that people are able to get excited and have discussion and discourse about movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like Halloween Kills. Like, I think it's great to see that in the spotlight and trending, even if it's people hating on it. Like it's just, it's a good win for horror that way. I agree. So before we leave, just give us a follow on Instagram at vintage horror podcast. You can email us at vintage horror pod at gmail.com. I know not many people do, uh, but you can, if you ever want to talk to us, uh, have any questions, comments, concerns, or you could just reach out on Instagram, um, Twitter at vintage horror underscore, or you can leave us a voice message at, anchor.fm slash vintage horror podcast and uh yeah that's pretty much it give us a rate and review on apple podcasts and now on spotify thank you hell yeah